You guys think the Saints got a steal with Jameis Winston? I don't mean to put stealing and Winston in the uh. same. For lack of a better term. Um, but <laughs> You're going to have to rephrase that. That's what... <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of teams aren't into tight ends. <laughs> well, what are they? Hey, thank you for joining us for another edition of Fantasy Impact today. Your show that brings all the sports information. We are concentrating on football right now because baseball's not going on, basketball's not. There's not a lot of stuff to report on any other sports. So we are digging into NFL, especially the draft and what happened there. But there were some other things that happened in the NFL with some transactions that occurred uh, over the same kind of time frame, maybe a little bit before the draft. I don't know. I get confused about the times. All the days run together now. Would you guys agree with that? The days are, are just kind of all seeming like it's it, – it, they all feel like a Thursday to me. It, it all depends on if my kids have school or not. I mean, if they have school, I don't know what day it is. If they don't, hey, it's the weekend. Okay, well, that makes sense. That makes sense. Hey, let's uh, look at one thing, okay? We, we talked about the drafts and all the different positions that were being filled there. A lot of quarterbacks getting drafted. We said a lot of defensive players got drafted. I think this guy that the New Orleans Saints signed, he, I think he plays every position, does he not? Taysom Hill, he got signed in New Orleans. Get this, guys, a two-year contract for $21 million. And I don't know that he's even the backup quarterback. I don't I don't know what position he plays because they no, just signed Jameis Winston, and and now I don't I, what he didn't do anything, fellas. He didn't he he was fantasy irrelevant. You couldn't put him on your fantasy team. He didn't have major stats last year. What is the infatuation with Taysom Hill? Does he have some kind of dirt on uh, Coach Payton there? Does it, I don't know why they signed him like that. I think it's just weapons. He's a weapon. He, uh, I mean, he can play quarterback. He can be a uh, tight end. He can be a wide receiver. Uh, he could probably throw in some wildcat or, you know, block for somebody in the, uh, in the fullback position, run the ball. I don't, I mean, he, he's, he can do it all. He's a, he's a Swiss, Swiss army knife. Okay. Well, you say that and, he had 27 rushing attempts for 156 yards and one touchdown. Five yards of carry, not not too shabby. Okay, I got that. Uh, his receptions, he had he had 19 receptions for 234 yards, six touchdowns. He did have six touchdowns last year, so that's not something to to you know. I guess when he lined up at tight end, that's where he got those. And what he had a big playoff game too, didn't he? Whenever he kind of went crazy last year in in the playoffs for New Orleans. I believe so. I know at the end of the season he was making a few big plays uh, every every game. I think the game you're talking about, Wes, is the game that they lost. Well, they did uh, lose that game. He had he had four rushes in the playoffs for 50 yards. Uh, he had two receptions for 25 yards and a touchdown. So he threw the ball. He completed for he threw the ball for 50 yards in that playoff game. But you're right, Tim. I believe they lost that playoff game as well. So I, I don't. I just don't understand the infatuation. I, I don't, I don't get it. Well, that's what uh, the Eagles are hoping to do with uh, Jalen Hurts. So. 
Now, you said something about, yeah, that's what I heard too. They were going to do that with Jalen Hurts. You said something about uh, the eligibility for Taysom yes, Hill next year? Uh, ESPN Fantasy Football announced that Taysom Hill will be tight end and flex eligible. Oh. That means for Yahoo, he's going to be like five different positions eligible. I think Yahoo is a little more lenient on position eligibility than ESPN is. So that that's good news. I, that'd be cool to see somebody with like a wide receiver, tight end, quarterback, and running back eligible. That'd be pretty cool. We'll start looking like baseball. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Trent Williams is finally out of Washington. He finally got his wish. Now, San Francisco did not extend him at all. After they acquired him, they're going to just wait and see what happens with him. And I don't blame him. I think that's a good move by San Francisco. But maybe Trent Williams will have a breath of fresh air in San Francisco. Yeah, and give it up. I think it was a fourth-round pick or something like that. I mean, it's not somebody you would necessarily just you know want to go ahead and lock up. And I know Trent Williams is worth more than a fourth-rounder, but you're not giving up the uh, the bank for him to do that. So... You gave him what he wanted. He got out of Washington. He's playing for a winner. That's good enough for right now. Let's see what the season holds. Let's talk about it after the season is over. Do you guys think the Saints got a steal with Jameis Winston? I don't mean to put stealing and Winston in the uh, same. I wasn't. I didn't. Uh, but I, I, I think it's a good. I think I'm actually happy for both sides uh, a little bit. And Winston, of course, had that off-season LASIK surgery, and he claims he can read license plates now. And maybe he'll be making them one day to be able to see them. Uh, what he actually is, is what his work brings forth. But uh, I, I like the deal for both sides because Jameis is going to be able to learn, and I, the Saints maybe have their quarterback for the future. I don't think it's going to be Taysom Hill. It uh, might be Jameis Winston. Without any quarterbacks being drafted by the New England Patriots, Jarrett Stidham looks like he is going to be the man in, in New England. I was impressed by Stidham whenever he played at Auburn. I, I like the way he, he was a good mobile quarterback, threw on the run well. Uh, his team played for him really hard. I think it is a. it looked like a Bill Belichick guy. And I, I like this move. I like I like them settling in with Stidham. And, of course, we all know that the Patriots have had success with quarterbacks and, and bring them around. They find a way. They build the offense around the quarterback. So that's that's good news, I think, by both sides. Yeah, he, he definitely has the arm strength to get the ball down the field, and that's one thing that you're going to need in the NFL. Um, accuracy, we'll have to see if he's improved. Uh, I mean, he was a pretty good, accurate quarterback at Auburn, but sometimes you need just a little bit more than good. And you guys are just writing off Brian Hoyer here? I mean, <laughs> no, don't, don't, don't. I'm not writing off Hoyer. I'm not writing off Hoyer. I was going to bring that up, actually, and ask you guys if you really think, or or maybe is a Brian Hoyer going to be the person? I don't think Stidham can come in there and run the offense like a Brady would. But at the same time, Jacoby Brissett, they changed the offense completely whenever Jacoby Brissett had a couple of games there under under center for the New England Patriots. It, it just was a completely different look. You know, I, I think you might see a lot of that, uh, especially with the way the Patriots drafted. You'll probably see a little more running, maybe not as as much passing. Of course, if you're going to do a little bit more running, you're not going to do as much passing, but use the tight ends, use the uh, short pass. 
maybe a little bit more Tennessee type offense. Eagles went a little bit crazy. A wide receiver over since the draft was going on. They got Jalen Rieger, I believe, in the in the first round, I think. And then they also made a deal for Goodwin from San Francisco. They've added a lot of speed there in Philadelphia. That's gonna that's gonna be impactful. Yeah, and we can't forget some of the uh, late round pickups as uh, John Hightower and Quez Watkins were some late round picks and. Yeah, they're from some smaller schools, Boise State. We don't think of Boise State as a smaller school, but kind of are. Southern Mississippi, they both they both have some speed to them, and they got good hands. They've they put up some good uh, statistics at their schools, and they'll be part of part of that Eagles uh, repertoire at wide receiver. Yeah, I don't. the the Packers must be scoffing at the Eagles right now, surrounding the quarterback with talent. What in the world are they thinking of? You know, and not only not only that, but they also got Jalen Hurts in the second round. Uh, I know a lot of people were surprised by that on draft night, but I know you guys love Jalen Hurts. I, I believe just because he's an Alabama guy, you got to root for that guy because he gave so much to the team. And even when he went to Oklahoma in this past off season, when he transferred there, you still had a little, let's go Jalen, let's go get him. You know, yeah. uh, you rooted for him. And now that he's in Philadelphia, you guys like that pickup. I know a lot of people didn't think he should go that high, but I don't think he's going to be used as a quarterback, but uh, uh, I I mean, they might use him as quarterback sometimes. I don't think he's going to be an all-time starter in the NFL at quarterback. I think he needs to be, like, moved to uh, running back, tight end, wide receiver type stuff and move him around. And, I mean, he's a, he can be dangerous with his athleticism. But uh, I was happy to see him get picked higher than what he was expected to be picked. And, you know, he made me, for the first time ever, root for the – for the Sooners, so uh, <laughs> roll Sooners roll. <laughs> At least for that one year. Yeah, now I can go back to hating them. What about how how crazy was it to see DeAndre Swift get drafted by the Lions? That that was just kind of out of the blue. Carry on Johnson there, and and what Bo Scarborough is there. Our website, Fantasy Impact Today. We're doing some divisional breakdowns of the offseason moves by each division. I happen to get the one uh, with the black and blue division with with the NFC North. I, I took that division because my Bears are there. And I noted when when I was looking at DeAndre Swift, I went, they got an all SEC backfield. And you talk about Carry On and DeAndre being able to get the ball down there and then just hand it to Bo inside the ten yard line. That that's going to be a good running back squad. I maybe they're maybe they they're making healthy. The, if if they can stay healthy, maybe they're making the transition for with Matthew Stafford trying to take some reps out from underneath them. Maybe maybe they're trying to long elongate that career of his. But I like that running back situation they have going on in Detroit. Another interesting running back that was chosen here in the second round, Jonathan Taylor from Wisconsin going to Indianapolis. What kind of impact is that going to have on Marlon Mack? It's gonna. It's going to cut to his carries a lot. Yeah, Jonathan Taylor. He the thing about Jonathan Taylor though, he's a I don't want to say one trick pony, but he's not going to be catching balls out of the backfield. He's not a, a pass catching back. He's a you know running up the middle, running to the outside kind of guy. You're not going to see him catching any balls out of the backfield like Marlon Mack can. The the one thing that would go against Taylor too, or the second thing that would go against Taylor is 
he is prone to fumbling. Uh, that's that's one of the big big things that has been his uh, almost Achilles heel is you know fumbles. I think he had thir- thirteen in two seasons or something like that. That's uh, a lot. That's a lot. Uh, that's a whole lot. Even if it's thirteen over a career, that's still a whole lot. So he's got to clean that up. It's going to be a, a a mixed backfield. You're going to have Mac. You're going to have Jonathan Taylor and uh, Naheem Hines as a third down back. Yeah. It's it's going to be it's going to be a running back by committee. Well, they don't they don't have a lot of wide receiving options, and I'm sorry, but Philip Rivers looks like a guy that's throwing the ball and hasn't quite adjusted that he just doesn't have the zip on the ball like he used to. That's going to be a long season in Indianapolis unless they lean heavily upon the run game. But there's another running back, uh, the Packers The Packers in the second round last episode. We talked a little bit about Aaron Rodgers and getting a backup uh, a quarterback in the first round in, in love. And then they went out and got A.J. Dillon. Instead of getting him help, they got a, another running back, which I can get it. I think both of the running backs in Green Bay are going to be free agents next year. And if Aaron Jones had the same kind of season that he had this year, we talked about the Packers not liking liking to spend money, and they're not going to spend a lot of money on Aaron Jones, I don't believe. But the coach there has even said, come out and said that they are going to be a run-heavy team. And so A.J. Dillon, he has like a million miles on his tires, though, doesn't he? I don't know about a million miles. I mean, he he had a lot of yards in Boston College, but it's Boston college. They're not playing big teams every week either. There was another one. Uh, the, the Ravens got JK Dobbins out of Ohio state. I, I with Mark Ingram there. Um, and how's he, how does he fit in? He's going to fit right in with Lamar Jackson. Isn't that the same kind of style they ran at Ohio state? So that looks like a really good pickup for the Ravens. Yeah. It's kind of scary. Looking at the the weapons that they have in Baltimore, um, it's kind of a, a, almost a an exact opposite of what Kansas City does. I mean they they're going to throw the ball over the place. Well, Baltimore can run the ball over their place. Who's going to get the ball? Anybody can get the ball. I don't see them. Sli- Lamar Jackson may go back to back because you're you're not going to know what to expect. You're gonna I I, I don't know how anybody's going to stop that offense until it comes playoff time. Then they figure out a way. I probably, again, because I, I, Lamar just, unless he improves his passing, it's going to be a long road to win that NFL title, I believe. I was taken aback with the Rams picking Cam Akers. Like, you had J.K. Dobbins available, and you went with Cam Akers instead of J.K. Dobbins. So, you're, I mean, you need somebody to take over that uh, that gap that's been left with Todd Gurley departure so i mean who's who who do y'all think's going to be that starter for the rams i may give it to acres myself i think and that's not a to me that's not very uh imposing right I, I, I don't i don't know about that though uh acres kind of i'm gonna say he's he's underrated he he came to florida state five-star prospect when they were on on the high for coming off that uh, or coming, you know, maybe I think it might have been a season after the uh, the championship, and they all of a sudden start just completely falling apart. You know, great player on a bad team, 
So he's got miles left on him. He hasn't battled, battled with inter, uh, injuries. He's got speed to burn, and he is a really fast runner. And he, I mean, good footwork, good balance. It's he, he's he's going to surprise a lot of people. Really, will surprise a lot of people. I, I don't I don't know what the Rams are doing. I don't know why they're drafting him. They already have a couple of running backs in the in the saddle already. They've made the, a lot of strange changes in the offseason. It's been a strange Los Angeles Ram offseason. So it doesn't surprise me anything they do anymore. I think we aren't going to know what they're doing until like the end of next season. We'll go, okay, it's clear now. They were tanking to get somebody. I get it. I get it now. All right, so we got to address the Bears situation. They they took a tight end out of Notre Dame. Cole Komet, is that – whenever I see his last name, I always – my mother used to work at Kmart, and I, it was always discounted stuff, and that's the only thing I could think of. Why, Cole Komet, he, he, he's like their 10th tight end on their roster right now. They have so many other deficiencies on the offensive side of the ball – they they no longer have Taylor Gabriel. Tariq Cohen aggravated the stew out of me. He had more fumbles than he should have had touches last year, as far as I'm concerned. But Cole Komet, uh, another tight end, they just got Jimmy Graham. They released Trey Burton. They got uh, the guy Robinson, I think his name is, from, from Kansas City, maybe. They let go of Shaheen recently. I just don't understand the pick. I know people are saying, like, he's a baby Gronk or something. They're just spinning that for Chicago. These guys are trying to lose their jobs. They heard all about the unemployment checks coming in, and Ryan Pace, I think, is trying to throw it so he gets one of those unemployment checks. That's the only thing I know that's going on right now in Chicago. And then they took a defensive back, and Tim, you questioned whether or not anybody should take a defensive back, I think, at all in the last episode. But this guy, he... He had a, a, a like a messed up shoulder, a torn labrum, or I don't know what he had. He had some injury. You don't spend – you got limited amounts of picks, the Bears do, because they've traded all of them uh, for Mac a couple of years ago with the Raiders. And now you're wasting draft picks on players who were injured last season. And a tight end, there was nobody else that you could have got. Nobody else. You know, we watched Trayvon Diggs in Alabama, and he went the pick below it. It's going to be hard for me to believe that Jalen Johnson is better than Trayvon Diggs. It's going to be it's going to be hard for me to believe that when you're sitting there looking at these guys that you can't trade up to get some kind of wide receiver, or that you can't wait to get a Van Jefferson out of Florida. You know, where you really need the help. Really need the help. I will say there is a silver lining, Wes. They may have all those tight ends, but Cole Komet is now their best tight end. So they do have a tight. They do have a the guy though. they drafted did become their best tight end. Okay, uh, that that's that's great. You know what you expect out of rookie. <laughs> you know what you expect out of rookie tight ends. Nothing. That's what you expect out of rookie tight ends. It's one of the worst positions that you that you that you have. Tight ends, it's so complicated. Running blocking scheme, so complicated. Then you got to learn how to receive at the same time. You expect nothing out of a tight end. So this year's tight end class, uh, as far as I'm concerned, for rookies, you don't draft any of them. I will not be on the Cole Komet bandwagon. I guarantee you that. Hey, guys, let's wrap this up with the draft picks and everything that, that was going on. I had one question, and and I don't know every single name. But there was a name that I remembered, and it was a name that I remembered from watching college football all one hour of last season that I watched. 
Thaddeus Moss. I kept checking Twitter, thinking that maybe the Bears draft, uh, you know, jumped up to the third round to draft Thaddeus Moss because they just needed another tight end. He d- he didn't even get picked. He uh, what happened with that? I know the guy was a big fella, but man, he was one of those weird, agile, big fella tight end kind of things. And I don't understand why he did not get drafted. And the Redskins signed him afterwards as a, as a what do they call him, uh, undrafted free agent or something like that. Right. Yeah. Right. So uh, wh- what did I miss out here? What was something happened that I didn't know about? I don't think so. I I just think uh, tight end wasn't a big area of need per se this year. Of course, not not every team is super uh, into tight ends for lack of a better term. Um, but <laughs> you're gonna have to rephrase that. That's a. Hmm. Oh. <laughs> a lot of a lot of teams aren't into tight ends. <laughs> well, what are they into? No, I got I got it. No, it's just Hi-oh. like. They all, uh, they're they're not going to uh, to, to spend a a pick on a late round tight end. You know why why spend that pick when you can pick them up in in free agency? Sure, I just whenever I saw that guy play, and maybe he wasn't athletic in between the twenties, but I, I, he is going to be a good. I think I think, and once again, this is my trying to look at talent in the college ranks to see if it transitions into the NFL. He's going to be one of those guys that catches touchdowns, in my opinion, because he's a big guy. He had soft hands. He made some pretty good catches. If I'm not mistaken, whenever I watched him, I was always impressed by his catch radius and how he was able to pull the ball in. So I th- I think that Thaddeus Moss is going to be like a what a, a 2018 version of Eric Ebron, maybe not this year, but maybe next year, where all he does is catch touchdown passes and, and just have those one big play a game or a couple of touchdowns a game. Eric Ebron had 13 touchdown passes and caught 13 touchdown passes in 2018. That that's a lot of touchdown passes for a tight end. Now he he only caught 66 passes and only had 11 yards a a, a catch, but still. 13 touchdowns is a lot, and I think that's the kind of player that I see Thaddeus Moss turning into. If he does, just remember I told you so. I've got a, a player sitting here in the third round. A lot of uh, pundits were having him late first round, early second round pick, and the Saints snagged him 10th uh, pick in the third round, Zach Bond out of Wisconsin. I know there were some some issues it might have been off the field issues, but stats and just his his pass rush ability, second ranked at the outside linebacker position, and he got picked in the third round. Huh. That 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 one looks like a steal. Hey, speaking of steals, how about the steals? How about the laughs that we got on draft night from seeing some of these players and people's uh, coaches' draft rooms? That 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 was a bonus that I was not prepared for on draft night to be able to see those things and and then after you know you saw a couple of them you're like oh I wonder what this guy's draft room looks like and then and then some of them looked like they had it planned out I, my favorite and and Mark I think you touched on it last show where we talked about the first pick in the second round of the of the New England Patriots which was their first pick you know drafting somebody nobody had ever heard of right and then you look at Bill Belichick's draft room. And he, boy, he had a setup there, didn't he? Wicker chairs, 
wicker chairs. You could see the outlets in his in his house or his beach. I don't know where he was. He, he was and, on the cave. And and then, and then after he made that pick, he had that little smirk on his face and walked over to his dog who's sitting behind the computer and gave his dog a treat. You know. Yeah. And then he walked he out like, of the room. And then they he's go like at back. His kitchen ta- he's like at his kitchen table or something. <laughs> his dining room table. I love whenever they would cut back to the to his draft room and all you'd see is the dog sitting behind the computer. <laughs> <laughs> that that was that was that was classic Bill Belichick and, and it just looked like it was something that he had planned the entire way. I, I don't think he cares about all that stuff. That's minutiae to him. You know, he just wants to do football. But right. the the dog behind the computer uh, that that's priceless. That was priceless to me. That's uh, I want. I, if I knew how, I'd make it a screenshot somewhere for me, yeah. uh, or a homepage or something. Who who else did you guys like? We we mentioned it last last show. Vrabel was gold. <laughs> I mean, there there was so much going on in that room. Uh, there there's a meme. I mean, there's so much in that in that picture. There looks like somebody's on the toilet in the background if you look in the mirror <laughs> it's crazy are those his kids or something i, I think i think it's uh, at least one of them was his kid if not if not two or three and then family friends i, I, I don't know no, i don't how about cliff kingsbury there was a you know there was the meme going around one of these coaches uh, just finished his last his first season last year. The other one has you know six Super Bowls or whatever Bill Belichick had. And they had the two different rooms, and Cliff Kingsbury's sitting there like a king in a castle, and Bill Belichick is where Bill Belichick was. Yeah, just give me another reason to not like Cliff Kingsbury. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. And that was it. Well, then you had well, I think it's so, some of it's uh, old money, new money. Some of it's you know that's who. Belichick is, I mean, he's, he's an old guy from, you know, in, in Massachusetts. So he's got a house on the Cape and that's what houses on the Cape look like. Uh, then you got Jerry Jones on his multi-million dollar yacht, all that plush goodness. That's his uh, draft room. <laughs> yeah. Of course. And we talked about Roger Goodell last time too, being in his basement, it seemed like, and changing outfits every once in a while. And, trying to play up to the crowd, even though the crowd, I don't think even knew what he was doing. I don't think they even saw him, but uh, he was, he was trying to act it out a little bit. What's up with uh, Dave Gettleman with uh, wearing a mask when there's nobody around? <laughs> I think there was an in putting... intern. Yeah. Was I think a, there was uh, an intern in the room maybe or something. It was an putting IT it intern. Fact. <laughs> <laughs> well, at, at least he cleared out the space, the space right there above his garage or something it looked like to be able to do this. And, and he had that one lamp and the huge television sitting right next to him. You know what? <laughs> I'll tell and you which t- one I did uh, I did love was uh, Brian Flores with the Dolphins. I just love seeing him sit, sitting there with his kids and like, mm. and just like, you know, just being really involved with his, you know, seeing that he's involved with his kids and just like his kids are just as excited as he is about picks and stuff and then they then they let him talk the the kids talk on the phone to Tua. Tua. Yeah. yeah yeah that that Jeez. seems that that smells of an organizational just an organization changing you know yeah. and and having That's a definitely. good time it just seems like that that organization has put so much distance in a short period of time between 
them and Gase, it, it just seems like the, the the culture is changing a lot down in Miami right now, and that's that's a very good thing. <laughs> uh, an, uh, another funny story uh, uh, was Zach Taylor, uh, the new head coach of the of the Bengals, ordering ordering a, a new desk and it not coming in in time. So he's got this bland wall. He has to throw up a a, a, a Bengals uh, background and he has this old desk. <laughs> Looks like he's in a he's he's in a plane office somewhere. Well, listen, that's a great uh, draft recap. Double part or two parts, I think that we we recorded it all in one night. But uh, listen to the first episode if you didn't have a chance to uh, go back and listen to that. But thank you so much for joining us here on Fantasy Impact today. We'll bring some more sports entertainment to you the next time we join you. You can join us in between all that by getting in touch with us on Twitter at FI Today with a little underscore, or you can send us an email, fantasyimpacttoday at yahoo.com. Thank you so much for listening, and remember to go out and make another impact. Why don't you just redo all that? Redo all no, that. I, I got it in me. Do you, either, just play you from the last show. And, and if you, yeah, that's hard to do. You guys have no idea how hard that is to do. Uh, anybody else want to take that tonight? Join us again today at Fantasy Impact today at Yahoo.com. <laughs> Wait, Mark, where have you been? <laughs> I've been here the entire time. Hey, thanks for listening to us on Fantasy Impact today. We'll be back again to bring you some more sports entertainment the next time. In between, though, you can get in touch with us at FI Today with a little underscore on Twitter. Also, you can email us fantasyimpacttoday at yahoo.com. Uh, we always want to encourage you here at Fantasy Impact Today to, to do whatever you can, not only in this pandemic type of crisis, but also every single day to go out there and make an impact in the world today. See, so you just got to give me a minute.